Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. So thank you so much for joining me for this unfortunately last bonus Narascope episode. Not the last episode of Adventure Games Podcast, there's still plenty more of those to come. But the last bonus Narrowscope episode. and But what a way to go out, because I have two guests for this episode. And those are Francisco Gonzalez and Jess Haskins, the developers of Lamplight City and their upcoming release, Rosewater. So in this episode, they spoke to me about the general reaction to Lamplight City. And they gave me some juicy details about Rosewater that you won't find anywhere else, at least not yet. And so please stick around for my final thoughts on the Narrowscope conference. But in the meantime, here's my interview with Francisco Gonzalez and Jess Haskins. Please enjoy. So I'm here with Francisco Gonzalez and Jess Haskins. So hello guys, how are you today? Well, how are you? Hello. I'm very well. I'm a little tiny bit jet lagged. I've just mm. come from Ireland. Mm. <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to the conference and speaking to all you guys as well. Um, so this is the second time speaking to Francisco and the first time speaking to Jess Haskins. So Hello. Hello. So, <laughs> so that voice you heard was Jess who also worked on Lamplight City. So Jess, do you want to talk about what you did first since we didn't hear from you yet? Uh, sure. So yeah, Lamplight City was the first time that I officially worked on one of Francisco's games. And uh, first just high-level like narrative consulting, so uh, talking through some, uh, some of the world-building, some of the character decisions, and bouncing ideas off. Um, and then I also did script editing, so after the script was written, went through and trimmed stuff down and made suggestions and uh, helped flow a little smoother. That must have been a lot of editing for Lamplight City. There was a lot of dialogue. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, you thought it was a lot of dialogue without editing. So you should have seen no, it originally. It's, it's not a complaint, but because of the different ways, you know, like yeah, you, yeah. that it's okay to fail. Right. So you can have more, you can have less. Mm. And how did you find it, Jess, uh, editing? Did you, <laughs> did you think that, uh, you know, that it was good? Did you enjoy it? Well, you're working on the next game, so and he's sitting right next to you, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I loved it. Um, I, I really like... Good answer. It's <laughs> an <laughs> so audio-only medium. Right. right, so Francisco uh, just pointed a gun at... <laughs> well, not really. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I think it really helped that, like, there's a lot of characters, so there's a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. It's basically an interrogation game, just, mm. like the whole story unfolds through talking to people so having all of them have like distinctive voices and have like interesting backstories and interesting perspectives on life and where they're coming from mm. like we worked a lot of that out in like the concept stage and then it was just a matter of like honing and refining their voices and if you could say something in one line instead of four that gets the point across like you, know, right, you yeah. saved some clicking and you saved some recording <laughs> too so. 
Mm. Right. No, because, well, when I spoke last time with Francisco, I hadn't actually finished the game, <laughs> but now I have. Mm. <laughs> so, um, so then, uh, Francisco, so this is the second time speaking, first time face-to-face. -face. <laughs> so it's uh, good to see you again. Likewise. Um, so since uh, a couple of months since we've spoken and Lamplay City has you know, since been released and you're working on a new game, which we'll talk about now, mm -hmm. but um, what is... Uh, what is the reception do you think has been like for Lamplight City overall? Because, because your game was a new concept. Well, kind of well, I don't remember any other game where you can kind of screw up but still yeah. continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, I'd say that the reception to the game was was positive. I mean, a lot of people mm -hmm. enjoyed it. A lot of people really responded well to the setting and the characters. Um, I knew going in that doing the whole okay to fail thing <laughs> and the whole it was it was an experiment. It was mm. just basically trying to make a detective game that didn't push you in the right direction mm -hmm. and I knew that there was going to be uh, I don't want to say backlash but <laughs> I, I knew that there was going to be people like the more hardcore adventure fans who resistance some people resistance. felt like change they, well, had, right. they have expectations about what they're exactly. going to be able to do and what they're going to be rewarded for exactly and I I uh, it was funny because I watched uh, a couple of live streams and there was a couple of one uh, stream in particular where the person playing was obviously an avid adventure game fan and they were making they were sort of talking loud as they were playing and there were certain parts where they like they were like oh oh there's a like there's a I can't remember specifically but they they would get to like a certain point and they would see some stuff and they automatically assumed that it was a puzzle <laughs> that they had to solve and like every time the people would get to for example the the um the harpsichord in the first case and they would find the the, the C scale like they'd go and immediately just play it in order and like oh where's the puzzle like admittedly that is a puzzle but yeah it was interesting to see people who were like conditioned to the certain tropes of adventure games like you have to exhaust every dialogue option um, right I was trying to it sounds pretentious to say it this way but I was kind of hoping that to like uh, make people unlearn some of the bad habits <laughs> sure. of, of playing adventure games by like having to actually think about what dialogue options and mm. things like that um, and yeah there were some people that were like oh I don't like the fact that you know you can't uh, you can't get the optimal solution if you say something wrong uh, because there's this sort of clash between yeah it's alright to get things wrong versus a player's instinct to get everything right, right. Mm -hmm. and I totally am feel the same way because like when I played L.A. Noir, every time mm -hmm. I would hear that piano noise of -na -na -na, I would <laughs> immediately quit and reload to get everything right. You know? um, it's all right in that the story continues, right. but you know, there yeah. are bad endings. Right, exactly. Yeah, sure. But yeah, I mean, there was a very small, comparatively speaking, it was a very small group of people that were like, oh, this is, you know, I don't like this. The people who got it, got it and, mm -hmm. and embraced it and liked it. And I'm very, I feel very grateful that they did because, mm -hmm. you know, it was an experiment and I definitely learned from it. There's things that if were I to do a sequel, I would change and do a little differently just based on what I've learned but overall I think it was a good experience. Yeah, no definitely uh, with myself and Tomas when we mm. kind of reviewed it and I reviewed it after I reviewed it. You did, you gave it a very nice review. No, I really, really, I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, I had a great time and it's, I'm not saying it's because you're here but it's one of my favorite <laughs> settings in an adventure game. Oh, well, thanks. It's, you know, like the, uh, like the longest journey, you know, with mm -hmm. that because I was just in that world. Right. And it felt lived in. Oh, that's and it felt kind of, you know, similar kind of to our world, you know, that mm -hmm. there is 
still like kind of racism as well mm. but mm. you know like what in one scene if your character just punches a racist right which i love that scene <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad. And, that, that um, scene actually had a couple of iterations um oh okay well not not in the result but in the lead up to it oh okay no in but yeah uh, no one, one thing i found interesting is that uh, me, main character and it's been a while since i played miles mm-hmm. is, and bill as well as yes. the dead guy who narrates the dead guy who narrates <laughs> and um but I, I, I loved how, um, you know, first of all, their interaction. Mm-hmm. And then, as you mentioned, that it's, you know, it's okay to kind of fail and to still continue. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when Bill tells you, don't go down this path, mm-hmm. but so, you know, sometimes I went, no, I'm just going to do it. Whatever happened, happened. And right. it turned out to be the right option. Okay, yeah. Bill yeah, wasn't yeah. always right. That's true, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's funny that you mentioned about the, well, the piano puzzle, because I thought, oh, it's a, it's a puzzle. Right. You know, my brain was in a puzzle. Right. And then I was like, wait, why can't I solve this puzzle? I think I have the answer, <laughs> but it was just very funny. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I mean, it, I mean, like I said, to be fair, it is. It uh, it does end up being a puzzle. I just thought it was funny that immediately when people, <laughs> people saw, saw the scale, piano. they immediately went yeah. and played the scale and were like, "Why?" It's like, well, what would happen if you just went to a piano and played a, the C scale? <laughs> you know, do re mi fa so. Okay, yeah. nothing happened. All right. Yeah. I just, and uh, yeah, anyway, well, you know, I think you know, I really enjoyed. It. Tomas really enjoyed it as well. So. Um, so the last time I did ask you as well about your next game, which you couldn't talk about much, <laughs> but you have since announced that you're working on a new game. That's right. Uh, so uh, it's called Rosewater, right? It is I'm called gonna keep Rosewater. I'm going to keep calling Rosebud. Rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize in advance. It's uh, fine, it's fine. Uh, so tell us about Rosewater then. I know you said some things about it, but what's this game about then? So Rosewater is a Western drama set in the same world as Lamplight City. Cool. Um, it's... Uh, I haven't really given too many plot details yet, but I will give you some exclusive information. Cool. Uh, (laughs) uh, The plot of the game in a broad stroke is basically it's an adventure game in that you actually go on an adventure. Specifically, you go on a treasure hunt. Um, The story is kind of an A to B journey treasure hunt with this group of... Uh, not outlaws because they're not really criminals. Misfits. Misfits. Yes, let's go with that. I like that word. It's a group of misfits. A ragtag group of plucky misfits. There you go. This is why she's the copy editor. Um, so yeah, you go on this on this journey, and so the game focuses mostly on your relationship with them, and it it's it's not a detective game. I want to mm-hmm. point out that it's not a detective game. It does have branching uh, storylines in the sense that like you know how you're I kind of like to think about it like the first season of The Walking Dead you know how you had the group of people right so the game Walking Dead yeah 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 the game the telltale season (laughs) one Mm -hmm. of The Walking Dead where like in the first episode as the episodes went on you kept people kept coming into your group and you could treat them certain ways and Mm -hmm. in the last or the second to last episode I think it was like depending on how you had treated them some of them would go with you and some of them wouldn't it's kind of that same concept you know how you treat your companions will affect how they help you and stuff like that um the main character is harley legere which if you played lamplight city that name might mean something to you uh and so (laughs) yeah uh it's bill's sister um so she so you play as bill's sister she comes out to the town of rosewater and she gets involved in this treasure hunt and hijinks ensue cool well i'm really looking forward to it because i don't I don't know of any other serious Western drama adventure game. I mean, all yeah, the other Western the adventure games are comedies exactly. that I know of. Exactly. You know, yeah. like Fe- uh, Freddy Farkas, Farkas and Alamo yeah. and 
and uh, even those Fenimore Fillmore ones. They're the, comedies the, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is makes me really, you know, curious. Yeah, I mean, I, I have, I admit, I was not really a fan of westerns until the last maybe five years or so. But it's yeah, it's like it's weird to me that no one has made really uh, western drama like i yeah i say drama obviously it's not going to be like super dramatic like it'll have levity like lamplight city did you know lamplight dramedy. city was drama <laughs> western dramedy uh you know I'm lamplight felt. city <laughs> lamplight city was dark but there was parts, a lot of humor but there was humor in it in same the, with this you know like interaction between bill and right yeah like Miles. the main the main sort of thing i want to make you feel as the players that you're going on this journey and if you like these characters and you are friends with them it feels like you're going on a road trip with your friends to right. this thing. So, like, there'll be moments of levity, but then there'll also be moments of drama. So it's not like, ooh, you know, I'm wacky prospector. Although, <laughs> knowing me, I'll probably put in a character like that. But who am I kidding? I am going to put in a character like that. But um, it's not going to be and like... We'll learn his tragic backstory yeah. and deep pathos. <laughs> and we'll ruminate on the, like, failed economic conditions. He just puts on this persona to kind of mask Sounds his familiar. true feelings. <laughs> Lack of, like, mental health treatment. Oh, gosh, and, you know, yeah. And are there any other, apart from uh, Haley Legere or, or Bill Sitter? Harley. Harley, my, like, the, like the motorcycle. Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, are there any other characters from Lamplight City that you can reveal that will maybe make an appearance in Rosewater? I can't because I haven't solidified any yet. <laughs> there is okay. one that I definitely want to bring back and I want to put in somewhere, but I haven't quite designed that specific part of the game yet. Okay. So, but yeah, I want to. But I'm going to find a place for that character. I just, but I don't want to say it because I want it to be a surprise. Okay. Well, that's voted. <laughs> and then uh, now you also mentioned, I believe, that you're going to have an inventory in this yes. game. <laughs> yes. Um, and you know that. I think you mentioned a little bit more traditional. Um, so, so why did you decide to have an inventory again? Um, was it because of the hardcore adventure gamers, or do you think it's a that it needs an inventory? Well, yeah, I mean, the reason that I didn't have an inventory in Lamplight City was because it was a detective game that was basically, the gameplay was interrogation and investigation right. and stuff, and I didn't feel like inventory puzzles really necessarily had a place there. Whereas in a game like this, I feel like there's a little bit more wiggle room. Like, I'm still not designing for, uh, you uh. know, crazy combination type <laughs> things, you know? But, but I feel like... One of the things I'm kind of playing with, too, is the idea of having multiple solutions to puzzles. And, like, because of Harley's background, where she comes from, you know, since she's Bill's sister, she obviously grew up in the chum in the rough part of town. So she has this sort of violent right, background. Yes. So I was, I've was i been designing puzzles with... Um, basics like puzzly solutions and also violent solutions so or more violent <laughs> solutions okay uh and obviously there'll be consequences to doing that but uh, you know um people will remember this right <laughs> yes but the game won't flash it on the top left corner um so yeah um Maybe instead the tagline can just be that'll leave a scar <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll learn ya or something um but yeah, I it's been fun thinking in inventory puzzles again. Um, sure. Because I mean, puzzle design I've always thought is my biggest weakness. But 
finding that it, mostly because of finding that balance between right, just like moon logic and way too easy. And you c you can never please everybody. Exactly. So, so it's either they're either too easy or too difficult. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's very rare to hear people go, "Yes, I love that puzzle." Yeah. It's an amazing puzzle. <laughs> right. Either yeah. if you focus on the story, you know, people say, oh, I want more, you know, harder puzzles, and yeah. then if you have harder puzzles, sometimes people go, oh, you know, they're really logical, or they're too difficult, so, um, yeah. sorry, you were talking. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> I, was, I was just going to add that I, I've been thinking in terms of obstacles rather than puzzles. Right. Like, why wouldn't I be able to do this and then make a puzzle out of that? Like, it's actually, it's actually funny because one of the first puzzles I designed I was like, oh, I can do this multiple solution, this multiple solution, this puzzle, this multiple solution, and the puzzle was getting into a theater, and then I stopped and I thought about it and I was like, I've just literally designed verbatim the first puzzle in Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, <laughs> so I had to go back and tweak it a little bit. Um, without realizing, yeah. Without realizing, yeah, because it was just it, it was bouncing around in there. So I was just like, okay, well, I got to redo this. So it's changed Great a little bit since there. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm not sure I should mention this other Western game that's kind of popular as well. Is it going to be as long as RD or two? Oh, Red Dead Two? <laughs> well, I haven't actually played Red Dead Two yet. Okay, that's Specifically made. because I don't want to be influenced, and also sure. because I don't want to be accused of, of of ripping them off. Although there is something I want to do that I think is. is they do in Red Dead too, but I'm sure there's um, gonna be some similarities. I'm sure. You know, that I'm sure, but, but I don't. I mean that they have like uh, about a million people working on the game, right. and here's the two of you. Exactly. Exactly. So, so is it gonna be like 500 hours I, of gameplay? No, like? no. No. I mean, I I'm never a good gauge of how long the game is gonna be, but right now I would say it's probably gonna be as long as Lamplight City. Which is still pretty long, not, it's good. Yeah, I mean, people seem to average about 10 hours on that one. Yeah, which so. is good for an adventure game yeah. these days. And it'll have replay value because things will change based on how you treat your companions, so... Cool. I'm just not gonna... I learned my lesson... One of the lessons I learned was not to let the player know that they've been locked out of content. So I've also been right, trying yeah. to design stuff where it's like... Yeah, I'll talk about how, like, I'll mention that you that things can change, but I kind of want to. There's one thing in particular I'm going to do that is very emotionally manipulative, but I want to, but it's something under the hood, and I kind of want to wait for to see if that moment, if, like, you know, players compare notes on how their game turned out, um, how they'll okay. react to that, so... Okay, well, look, when it's out, we can talk again. Yes, exactly. Delighted. And so do you have a tentative release date uh, for the game? <laughs> when it's finished. <laughs> well, you know, that's what Dave Gilbert said yeah, about yeah. Techno Babylon 2. Oh, so. well, there you go, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I really just started working on the game sort of full steam in January. Mm -hmm. um, it's still not fully designed. I'm, I'm, I want to get it all down on paper before I actually start building it this time around. Okay. Mostly because, one, I want to try doing that and two i found that copying and pasting all the script for just to edit from lamplight city was kind of a pain in the ass so <laughs> also i'm all about documentation so yeah. i push like big outline like lots of documents write it all down show it to me like you know don't compose in the editor like so, so be organized <laughs> so that, that's me imposing or bringing in a new way of doing things and, uh, <laughs> encouraging yeah i mean i usually write down a design document but i always have done all my dialogue in engine so it's interesting for me this time around to try doing it not in engine and actually composing scenes and figuring out like beats and scenes and and um 
like the talk from Adventure X that John Ingold gave yes, about the yes. dialogue, like uh, adapting that. And yeah, that is incredible. That. Yeah, yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, I'd love to get him on the podcast um, if, oh, if yeah. I can. But it's, I'm sure uh, yeah. you can. He's a nice guy. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll see but, if I can uh, contact him. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, so as far as when it's finished, um, I mean, I'd like to take less time than I did on Lamplight City, which <laughs> Lamplight City took two and a half years, so I'm hoping right. <laughs> to get this out early 2021, but don't hold me to that. Okay, so <laughs> we put, put a gun to your head or yes. draw a weapon on yeah. you, like, and can, can you, you know, can you, like, shoot other characters in, does that come into play at um, all, or, or is that to be decided yet? <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a question of, like, have gun in inventory, point and shoot, <laughs> uh, but there will be the gun. will be shipping with a custom, uh, Gun, a peripheral. <laughs> Real one, or? Rose water stenciled on the side. Yeah. So we can practice ourselves, right? Like. Yeah. No. Um, no. There's definitely going to be. Probably be problems with that, you know, <laughs> in the post. <laughs> yeah. There, there's definitely going to be guns, but uh, and because of, of course it's a Wild West game. Right. But um, I haven't designed any puzzles where you yourself actively have to shoot anything. You can get other people to shoot things for you, okay. or you can, you know, but. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's all the questions I have for you guys right. now. Thank you so much for joining me again this time face-to-face. I'm delighted to for speak to, to you. I know, I know last Pleasure. time we spoke. Yeah. Thank you. So that was my interview with Francisco Gonzalez and Jess Haskins. Thank you so much to the two of you for sitting down and giving me your time and talking to me about your games and also for giving me a very uh, playable version of your early beta uh version of the game now still in very early ver- uh version of the game but i will be speaking more about my thoughts on that in a future episode and uh but really really nice people so thank you so much and thank you to everybody who spoke to me at the Narrowscope conference and made me feel welcome in boston and in the united states my very first ever trip to the united states was a huge success and I hope to go again next year. I hope to go to Narrowscope next year. I don't know if I can or not, but I'll do my very, very best. And thank you as well to all of the organizers of the Narrowscope conference. Um, so uh, thank you first to Adri Mills and Adru Plotkin, the, the co-chairs of the Narrowscope conference. And thank you to the rest of the committee. So thank you to Justin Bortnick, Agustin Cordes, Dan Cox, Stephen Grenad, Ellery Hamilton, Nick Montfort, Judith Pintar, Shay Rossi, Haley Oyrus, and David Van Duzer. So without these people, Darkscope would not have been possible. So huge, huge thank you to all of you. And I hope you all enjoyed these Narrowscope episodes. And I hope that you found the interviews interesting and you found the games interesting. I recommend you give them a try. I really liked what I saw of the games. So I look forward to hearing more about them. And I look forward to hearing more about Narrowscope next year. And I will do my very best to make it. So now next week, it will be another regular episode where I will be joined by the developers of Theropods, a new game that looks really, really interesting. And the next bonus episode will probably be at Adventure X in November. I'll have to do maybe something similar. But again, if anybody has any feedback, if you want anything in particular, please let me know. Now, I will try to do video at a later stage, either Adventure X or next year in Narrowscope, but I wanted to focus on the audio and make sure that, that was good first. So, uh, but again, let me know if anybody has any feedback whatsoever, both 
positive, maybe not so positive, what do you like, what do you not like, what do you like to see more of or less of, and please let me know. I'm always delighted to hear from people. And uh, and yeah, give the games a try, and also give it thanks to the organizers of Narscope and the game developers who attended as well. Uh, so now, uh, before we finish, uh, in, uh, in Boston, we finish with a sea shanty. And which was really beautiful and really, really nice. So with the permission of one of the co-chairs, Andrew Plotkin, I will upload part of the song that was sung to finish off the conference. So I will finish off these Narrowscope bonus episodes with this song as well. So I'll be back next week with a regular episode with the developers of Theropods. So until then, I'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Good job.